where he plays his own twin and comes in his own sweatpants and has to wear those sticky sweatpants <laughs> through the whole movie. Look, I know that it happens, but it doesn't have to be the only way you reference the film. That's where it's filed in my brain. There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Ice cream is the shit. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Chop off your head if you touch me. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Casey? What better month to follow Christmas with something a little more violent? It's WrestleMania, baby. Hey, we know you're stressed yeah, out. Yeah, brother. You had to do a lot last month, so just let's take it all to the ring, get out a ladder, and fuck someone up. Last week, I brought the Marine with John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Dave decided to uh, follow up with another modern wrestler. What did you bring, Dave? Yeah, you know, we needed something to round out the month, and I was thinking, okay, we need something with a wrestler. Who's wrestlers that's, like, making movies right now? Dave Batista, so hot right now, all over the place. He's in Guardians <laughs> okay. of the Galaxy. He's in the Blade Runner sequel. Like, B- Never Batista's seen making a legitimate jump into cinema. So I said, let's check out his IMDb page. And he's got something called Enter the Warriors Gate or The Warriors Gate from 2016. Not starring Batista, but uh, he is our, our primary villain in this as a dumb barbarian. He's not in it enough. I'd like to put on the record that I was going for a Hulk Hogan movie. I feel like we can't go do WrestleMania once without it, but we did. A lot. Hey, hey, we had Billy Blanks and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Calm That's down. That's true. That's yes, true. I mean, we definitely hit the era. Dave, before we enter the Warriors Gate, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. Your skill in video games has entitled you to protect the most important treasure of the Empire. The princess. As your home is attacked by Mongols, reality That's reminds cool. you that video game fighting skills are impotent against big dudes with real swords. In the 10 seconds that you have left before those swords find their home, sell us on this movie. A kid catches yellow fever and risks his life in a video game rather than put down the controller and talk to a girl in his own school. Five seconds. Wow, that was savage. <laughs> God damn. That's so Am correct. Wrong? Am I wow, wrong? No, no. Casey, I've been told that I must use my skills to protect the princess. Uh, I, unfortunately, you know damn well I don't have any relevant skills no. at all. Like... I don't even play that many combat video games anymore. (laughs) This is not going to go well. And unfortunately, um, due to a series of lies from which you are unable to extricate yourself, you are actually underneath that princess's veil. Uh, You're you're in way too deep at this point to try and get out of there. That sounds like Casey. Dave Batiste is here in an attempt to kill you. Um, I have bravely stood up to play my part, but we both know that's absolutely not going to work. So you've got about 10 seconds before he steps over my broken body and comes at you. In the time before that happens, sell us on this movie. The Shen Yun Circus presents, maybe we should get high school kids interested in marriage, a mortgage, and murder. Seven seconds. <laughs> I like your blending of this traditional Chinese felt- theater packaged as... 
uh, weird yeah. Christian cult following. Yeah, because watching the fucking trailer, I, th- I thought it was going to be more of a fighting movie and not yeah. a he's horny for marriage and murder movie. Before we bitch too much about the lack of action, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. The main character is an annoying nerd called Jack. He's gifted a magic wicker basket out of which emerges an actual warrior from what's basically ancient China, except this warrior's looking for Jack's video game character called the Black Knight to protect the princess from the evil barbarian King Aaron, who is Dave Bautista with what is the most fucking absurd haircut. Batista Aaron poisoned the emperor and his best warriors. Only one survived, Zhao, the warrior that recruited Jack. The princess gets kidnapped because this is basically just Mario with a thin veneer of kung fu, and Jack chases her back in time slash through the thing into the video game universe. Now trapped, he joins Zhao on a quest to get the princess back. Zhao and Jack have some weird buddy moments. Like, Jack tries to teach Zhao to have fun, I guess, by awkwardly dancing. Zhao tries to teach Jack kung fu, kind of. We'll, we'll discuss that later. Jack teaches Zhao how to swim, though. And, and they both bond over the fact that neither of them has ever kissed a woman. Which is a weird thing for a, what, like 30-something-year-old man to be bonding with a teenager over? Nah! You shouldn't, I, yeah. you shouldn't be having those conversations. <laughs> now, of course, this is a kid's movie, basically. So the romance is budding between Jack and the princess, even though they have absolutely no chemistry and don't know fucking shit about each other. They seem to be motivated by something something weird. Why do we keep forcing, like, romantic shit into kids' movies? Look, when I was of an age, I wanted the romance subplots in this shit because it's a power fantasy and there's a girl in the power fantasy. It's a horny oh, teenager okay. power fantasy specifically. Yes. And to that point, why, does, why do teenagers need to have chemistry for you to believe in a romance? They have hormones. They'll make it fucking work. <laughs> That's also true. That's also true. When Jack and Zhao reach Aaron's headquarters, they let themselves get captured. Jack complains and whines about everything, and Zhao casually saves them, triggers an escape, and calls his wizard bro on his butterfly phone. Aaron's plan is to use an ancient legal strategy of marrying the princess, becoming emperor, and then killing the princess turned empress. 877 bride now. (laughs) Aaron decides that the best view of the wedding for Zhao and Jack is the gallows, and Based on how annoying both of them are, I, I really actually had no complaints with the direction of the film at this point. I was pretty pro them getting hung. Anyway, the, the wizard got his butterfly voicemail and shows up releasing Zhao and Jack. See, he used some smoke magic to transform the princess because why just save them when you control your enemies for the lulls? Which I, I guess is just contemporary politics. I'm not quite sure. What's yeah, going he, on here? He, he has teleportation He literally froze magic. a whole right. fucking army in place in the beginning of the movie and couldn't do that to but get the fucking princess. Why do you need a kid to help you? Kids, don't He's trust trolling. adults that say they need your help. They're molesters. Oh, I, I, I actually, I have a theory on why they need the kid to help them, and it has nothing to do with any of this, and I'll explain it later. Okay, okay. good. Jack and the princess escape via Looney Tunes catapult, which we are absolutely <laughs> going to circle back to at some point. Oh, my God. And Zhao and the wizard teleport out after that. Why not before? Well, because we needed Jack to wake up in a forest without the princess and find her tied up exactly like the opening scene in his video games. Who tied her up, though? I guess Batista did, and then he like slunk off so. to come back as the, no. the third to enter dramatically. Boss fight. Correct. I yes. think the wizard did. Yes. I think he's hiding some <laughs> shit, but go on. 
Yeah, anyways, this time it's an actual fight to the death. So, you know, basically the same as a video game, right? And it goes about the same, Dave. So the fight ends with Jack unambiguously murders Aaron and saves the princess. Sulin becomes empress. She kisses Jack, but they have to separate because, well, she's got a fucking country to run and he's a shitbag kid from the suburbs. So he goes home and creates a video game about his experience somehow. Uh, which he then sells and saves his home from being foreclosed on. Because that plot line was also in there. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they thrown that plot line in there too because his <laughs> life wasn't fucking sad enough already. Then he goes out for ice cream and discovers that Sue Lin's there because she decided that she gets vacations to the future now. What if she's been doing it the whole time and just happened to run into him like, oh, fuck, we got to just say oh, it was in for awkward. It oh, my God, that would make a lot more sense because she just randomly runs into him at the fucking ice cream shop. Yeah, she's like, I come here every day and in my homeland, they don't know how to stop my diabetes <laughs> <laughs> or what it is. Or my diarrhea. <laughs> right. So, Batista. Batista, Batista, Dave, I'm disappointed how little Batista is in this. Yeah, it really looked like we were going to be getting a lot more of, um, I, I called him Himbo Harley Quinn. That, 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 that checks out, yeah, him, absolutely. Right? He's got yeah. some weird face painting, mm -hmm. and but he's not really Himbo. I, he doesn't hit all the hallmarks, but, you know, he's got the spirit. That was where I was coming from. But it was also... He's like an evil himbo, I guess, in that sense. Yeah, you but he's, can have he's a dark not... himbo. Okay, I guess dark himbo. But he's 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 not dumb. I mean, he's kind of dumb. He's not he? portrayed as a particularly intelligent character. What do you mean? He, he's good at killing. Um, he's not great at communication skills. He, he he fails to work out a pretty basic one with his higher end employee on when to kill or not kill people in front of him. It's heavily implied that that guy's an idiot. Oh, 100%. But, like, you know. Yeah, but also playing the pronoun game can lead to, yeah, can lead to confusion. How has he never cleared this up of, like, I'll say the word pickles. Every time <laughs> right. I'm going to kill someone, don't kill like, someone unless they say pickles. Yeah, so it, it's a running joke in the movie that he says something kind of nebulous about, like, you won't disappoint me again. And his henchman takes that as a sign that he should immediately step in and murder them. And then Batista well, yeah, yells at him, that, like, I didn't want you to kill him. I have well, a totally different reading of this. Okay. I, I, wait, what did, I thought that was pretty clearly what was going on. But what did you think was happening here? Well, so one of the weird things that they do to uh, situate us with Batista's character is position him like the CEO of a company. And so if you think about, like, buddy movies or uh, a lot of movies where they have the CEO, they have a bumbling underling that they're bringing along with them and they're, quote unquote, right, developing, they're mentoring them to use the business speak and this is that is the relationship between the two of them. So he is the wise, benevolent CEO trying to take this idiot under his wing and cultivate him. And he's constantly misunderstanding and doing things wrong. But they take that to an absurd extreme in that he just keeps killing the wrong person immediately. But you'll notice that that Batista takes it really chill. Right. He's like, ah, oh, it's no big deal. Like you killed that guy. That's bad. But you'll get it better next time. Right. So it's just a play on the corporate thing, but with real, 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 real consequences. 
I, I, I'm not getting any of your CEO analogies. That he was no, a bog standard no, you, barbarian. You might want to ice, ice that muscle you pulled. I welcome your wrong opinions. <laughs> it's, uh, wow. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm. I gotta call this a, a boy who cried Reagan because <laughs> I'm not getting what you're getting here. I do, however, have a question for the two of you. Um, because I made the mistake of watching this the same week that I watched Glass Onion, which I overall enjoyed, and I think you two should check it out when you get to it. But, but Batista's also in that. So my question is, um, is Batista a bad actor? I, I'm curious what would make you think that he's a good actor. I guess I do like him as the himbo, because he's got the look and he plays that well. Yeah, like, I think that's where Drax was really good casting for him, because he's a lot of fun, is the, like, dumb comedic side character. Yeah, it. I mean, I again, I've never watched anything else he's in, but I could see how where less is more from him. Of We could have had him in the movie more, but all of his speaking roles were like, hey, oh, look at this guy. What a, <laughs> what a dummy. He's so strong, though. Okay, maybe take a cue from, like, Rambo First Blood, where Sylvester Stallone doesn't have a whole lot of lines, and that's part of maybe a good thing. And so maybe, I don't know, but they, because they, and he talks really softly. He does have a lot of lines, and it's not. Yeah. Yeah, I think if, we, if we'd if we gotten more scenes of him, kind of like, uh, okay, let's treat it like a video game. Just cut back okay. to him advancing with the barbarian horde every once in a while, messing stuff up. To show yeah. he's like an oncoming threat, right? And give him more of those action scenes. That's another one of my beefs. We really, the only action scene we get Batista in is in the end. And it's the fight that he loses. We never see him actually fight. Yeah, they do a terrible job of establishing why he's a threat beyond just the fact that like, fucking look at him, man. He's huge. Yeah. Of course he's yeah. six foot six, my guy. <laughs> and I guess he poisoned a bunch of people. But like, I want to see him as a physical threat. Though I do love that they gave him the most comically oversized swords to fight with. That was great. Okay. Yeah, the swords were fun. The weaponry is one thing I think that this film nailed. I fucking love the silly swords. I love how big they are. I like the notches. And they looked worn. And, like, fucking Batista's sword was broke. The tip was broke off. I fuck with that. Oh, yeah. They, we, we really ran the whole gamut on weaponry because we had a bunch of, like, classic kung fu weapons. We had silly anime-style giant oversized weapons. We had a, a lot of bamboo fighting, which I'm a sucker for. Love a good bamboo fight. We had a bamboo murder. Yes. He murdered yes. Batista with bamboo. Right, Jack did? Batista got murdered by a 15-year-old who was five foot six. <laughs> by shoving bamboo. Oh, I looked it up. Listen, I was pissed off that okay. they made this five foot six little asshole taller than the five foot eight princess <laughs> for the kissing scene. It drives me crazy. They do I... that shit in fucking K dramas too. Yeah. Women can be taller. It's okay. Yeah. Everyone yeah. still gets pregnant and carries down the fucking lineage. Just let the tall girls have something, for fuck's sake. Case, you said you looked it up, and he's 5'6", and she's 5'8"? Uh, yeah, 5'7", five, 5'8". Seven, five, so they're only an inch apart? Yeah. That's not even noticeable. Right? No, and he made what him, like, fu- two I inches taller. Put some more gel in his hair. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> I know, about? Right? I don't I, understand that at all. I'm fucking, my mind's blown right now. I 
the obsession. I'm sorry, I mean, I that's knew- a weird hill to die on, but fucking toodaloo, bitch. It makes me <laughs> crazy. It makes me crazy, and I wish I could explain why. No, no, I, I do totally get it. I Especially every time there's a famously tall actress, and then I watch her in something with, like, Tom Cruise. And yeah, look she's at each looking other up eye, to like, kiss on, Tom Cruise. I'm like, was she under the bed? Is she Momo? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? All right. She would shout never out, look up to him. Shout out to Tenet. Another thing that it did well, let a tall woman be tall. And it put her in yeah. heels. Yeah. Christopher Nolan let her yeah, fucking wear now, heels. But she had to fight for Now but- I'm scared because I'm like, is this a, a weird Quentin Tarantino thing? Like, no. is he <laughs> into it? Like, is he making it weird? I have a question, and maybe this is just some my ignorance, but so Jack kills Batista by grabbing two fucking pieces of bamboo and jamming them into his necks on the side. How much force? Like, how hard? That would be hard, right? Like, someone help me out here. It'd be pretty hard. I think bamboo gets pretty sharp when you cut it. And he was like tricking Batista into whittling it down for him, I think. Well, it was I don't, was, I don't think he was tricking it, but he just saw the opportunity. Well, yeah, he after. got he got really dumb lucky. Yeah, yeah. At this point in the film, I so didn't fucking care. I would have taken the bamboo no, to my all. own throat if we had any <laughs> in the house. Yeah. But I can't keep shit alive. I, I was comfortable just calling it a video game critical hit and moving on at that point. They already had him bouncing off of bamboo like they oh were my God. springboards. Yes, yes. Which would have been Which, cool if they had done it a little bit better. Right, or if they would have set it up a little bit, like built that into maybe some, him failing early on and then having that be the climax. Like, right. pay it off, right? Put some fucking work into it. It did feel like they were going for like a crouching tiger, hidden dragon, wushu bouncing off the rooftops. Yeah, rooftops. Yeah. But then they just they did it in the laziest way possible, and interestingly, kind of made it look like he was a wrestler bouncing off the ropes. Right. Which again, okay. So more of my bitch about this. Batista doesn't do any fucking wrestling. This is WrestleMania, no like Dave. At all. And that would have been None. a great opportunity for him to like bring out the clothesline, bring out a fucking grab him and power bomb him, suplex him, like. Give oh, me some fucking action. If they, I, it, it's, it is disappointing because it is overall just like a fun kids movie action right. sequence. And if they had had a sequence where like Batista managed to cut down some bamboo and it fell in such a way that it looked like a bunch of like, uh, it oh looked my like God. a bunch of wrestling rings set up yes. and he started bouncing off. Yes. Like, idiotic. And I would have loved that. Great. Right. That would have been brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, if he would have, like, accidentally cut down a wrestling ring and then they would have gotten, you know, thrown that in, yeah. I would have been. Whoa, I- where did this bamboo ladder come from? Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I'm shove it up, it up Look at this ass. bamboo table. It's a bamboo cage match. <laughs> Is that a bamboo folding chair? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. If there had been a bamboo folding chair, this would have been my movie of the decade. I know, Right. right? Right? There were so many missed opportunities. This movie, <laughs> if this whole movie would have been crammed in the first 20 minutes of a better movie, it would have been a better movie. <laughs> and when I say that, I mean, skip the romance plot, skip everything that's in the real world, and just go like, oops, this kid trusted a weird adult oh. at an antique shop, and look what happened. <laughs> And if they ended like, hey, he just lives there now and now his mom can pay the mortgage because she doesn't have another fucking mouth to feed, everyone's happy. 
there is so much of this that they could have dropped off the front and it would have like they're they're the core of this but then we've seen this movie before it's not like oh my god right so many <laughs> many times right the first thing i wrote down about this movie in my notes was oh they're still making this movie neat <laughs> The first time I saw it, it was called The Last Starfighter. Right, <laughs> right, yes. Where there's a kid that's really into video games. Yeah, where there's a kid who's really into video games, and aliens come and tell him they need his video game skills. But he actually uses his video game skills, whereas here, like, he never uses his video game skills again. They don't pay that off Yes, he does. He pays his mom's mortgage for those skills. Also, really quick, I know we keep talking about it, but I have a question. <laughs> when it shows him designing a game overnight... Yeah. Yeah, Isn't he yeah. just stealing the game that him and his friend are playing that someone else made and just like it's making a new skin? It's the, it looks like he's just stealing it. It's not clear exactly what he's doing. It's yeah, ambiguous, just, I think, for a reason. It's really dumb because in the real world, he has two separate plot lines that he comes back to and resolves. Three. Three? The, the bully. Right. So we've got first we've got the bully. There's a kid that's picking on him and his boss at the chinese weird shit shop is trying to tell him he needs to stand up for himself and at the end of the movie he stands up for himself and it is classic for this type of movie and it is fine it's all we needed no it's not because he just killed six foot six fucking dave batista in the woods i wanted to i wanted to see him murder that 25 (laughs) year old blonde boy that's been held back seven years and is still in 10th grade with this kid. Just murder his bully? Murder your bullies. The bullies in these teen movies are always markedly older than everyone else, and you mm-hmm. do just kind of feel bad for him that, like, oh, yeah. He's yeah. Like, yeah. He's got taxes that he's got to <laughs> fill out. Case, when he's, he's embarrassing the bully, you'll notice that the uh, whole school is watching behind school doors, right? And they make it as though seem kind of hidden, right? So the point is... That it's it's upping his position in society. He's going from a lowly nerd oh. to up the social hierarchy to being one of the cool kids because he just, like, casually beat up the bully alternative kid. But Yeah, okay, so that's our first plot line in the real world. Then we've got this second plot line of his mom, who is a real estate agent, hasn't sold a house in months, and the market's super okay. down. Can we put a pin in that? Oh. I need to put a pin in that. Okay. <laughs> okay. His mom is a real estate agent. Yeah. Yeah. In 2015. Yeah. She can't sell any houses. Correct. I'm going to call bullshit on that. And <laughs> really, where is, what is she doing all fucking day if she's not showing houses and selling houses? So I think she's going to be like a family annihilator because that's what people oh. do is they like with their job, all their bills catch up to them. They about lose their house, and they pretend to go to work. Like John List used to sit at the fucking railway station and read the newspaper before he went back to his family, and then decided how he was going to kill them all. Like what? That's where I see really? his mom's fucking. Oh yeah, people who pretend to go to work usually end up killing someone. So I'm more interested in the movie about who his mom really is. Like you're telling me she comes home to his fucking house. After, like, three warriors were in there trying to break everything, and she was just like, oh, you've got some explaining to do, Ricky, and no. They destroy the whole no. house after telegraphing that they're about to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, hey. That kid's getting shoved in an oil well. Yeah, okay. I 
I, I, before we totally blow past it for the rest of how she's a terrible mother, I do want to say I, I was totally <laughs> prepared to just accept that she was just bad at her job. But I love that you immediately went to like, can't sell a house in 2015. I smell a serial killer. Here. I know. Oh, yeah. I know, right? What the fuck is she filling her days with? It's not anything that makes money, so it's not sex work. You know so what I my, mean? Let me let me give you my wild theory. I just assumed that she was bad at her job. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> like, she is showing houses. She's just not closing. She just sucks at it. Right. But, um, and that checks out that she would be bad at her job because she's also bad at being a mother. Oh, my uh, God. She's really bad at that. She comes home to discover that her son has apparently volunteered to allow an exchange student to stay there. And just Jesus Christ just rolls with it immediately. Um, she's just she's fine with her son just allowing a foreign exchange student to live there, which I guess like not ripping the rug out from under her immediately after she's come to this country is pretty cool of you. Yeah, but you're letting a 28 year old sleep in your teen's room. <laughs> two scenes ago, mom. two scenes ago, they had no money and they're losing their home. Hey, let's make this foreign exchange student homeless too. She can see what the real America is about. Why we treat the less fortunate? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's just hoping like one. This is one more anchor body. Like, cool. Now I can get like maybe like her embassy involved, and they'll yeah, keep the, like the bank off our. You back better for tell your wizard months. friend to like send sandwiches through that magic fucking <laughs> portal because I went to a broke bitch household, and I can't give her any real credit for like oh baby she's just being cool about it because she immediately finds out that Sulin's going to be staying in the home and then it's just like all right well i'm leaving on business for a while goodbye horny teenage son yeah i gotta go not sell some houses and not find subliminal messages in the crossword today telling me to finally end you (laughs) that's not what i'm doing yeah like he's buying her wardrobes and shit got her a new fit got her all kinds of ice cream where is this money coming from? I just want to know if if Dustin or whatever his dusty ass name is. Jack. Jack. If Jack is working at the Chinese tchotchke store and because he's such a good son and helping his mom pay her mm-hmm. bills because she won't go to fucking work. I'm glad you mentioned the, the Chinese tchotchke shop, though. Was that your third plot line in the real world? No, because that never gets resolved. That's like the only thing they don't fucking bring back. Weirdly enough. And the only thing that really actually would have been interesting. Yeah, is that wizard going to work in the real world and protect the princess during the off hours? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I, I actually have a theory on the Chinese tchotchke okay. shop. And okay. I really wish they had run with this one because the, uh, the, the magic wicker basket that allows Jack to go back and forth between the mm-hmm. real world and the video game world and go back. Um, his boss at the Chinese tchotchke shop gives him that and says that it has been in his family for generations and they have protected it. Right. Yeah. And he then just immediately gives it to Jack for no goddamn reason. Correct. Obviously, because he's the old Kung Fu, you know, hookup like it was I, I foretold it, it was, was hard trope. A dusty white boy will save us i don't think it's because he was the 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 old kung fu trope i think this is a family curse slash destiny that they oh. have been passing down through the years Ooh. because they need to ensure that this magic box gets to the right kids so that he can go back in time and bang his great 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 grandma to make their family line? 
Absolutely. Him and that wizard are doing a cross time grandpa paradox thing. And that's okay, why I like that's this why a he lot just better. gave a family heirloom to a weird kid that works for him. I love this storyline, yeah. and I really wish I that that more. would have been the movie we watched. Right. And I think the only reason they didn't do it is because they realized, oh, wait, we're going to have to like confirm that they fuck, and we can't do that in a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie! <laughs> Good! Chris Hansen! <laughs> She's too old for him. Stop, people. I also had a wizard theory that a better wizard movie is Wizard So-So on Amazon. It's an hour CGI animated kids film that is absolute fucking nightmare fuel. It made me feel like I was on LSD. And I was really hoping that that would really kick in in this film and be more wizard focused. The wizard is... He sh- he starts off by wearing a fake beard and um, white hair to make him look like a uh, medieval European a power fantasy wizard. wizard. Right, right. Um, and then that disappears. But he also like has considerable power because he stops Pierce stops time or casts hold person on like an entire fucking army at once. Either way, it's impressive. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that because when you first see the wizard outside of the Chachki store. He completely freezes a whole ass army that is laying siege to like the hot ninja's trap house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how we're introduced to the ancient China slash whatever video game world. I, I don't know. What why? The fuck it is. Why did we never use that power again? Why was the? Why were the children involved? Why would? You can literally just freeze time. Go take your shit. Leave. Freeze time. Take stuff. Go. Yeah, okay. On the one hand, that's No hands. Time freezing. That's the that's the OP power. On on the one hand, that is a pretty classic fantasy wizard trope to have them have incredible cosmic power and never use it for anything really useful. Goddamn Gandalf. But at least the Lord of the Rings bothered to give us some kind of reason why he didn't just do it himself. Also, right? Because, like, if he touched the ring, it was going to be super bad. Like, most of the time, they give us some type of chosen one fantasy and, like, a reason why the wizard can't just do it themselves. And we have a chosen one here. They just don't do any real justification for how. I have an explanation for you, Case. Besides the the wizard is a troll, Time Stop is a ninth-level spell. You can usually only prepare, like, one ninth-level spell. And the other one he uses is Gate. Um, so presumably he instead that morning, instead of preparing time stop, he prepared gate. Oh, you know what? Honestly, if they had gone full Isekai with this and they had like quoted spell slots and what he was casting and whatnot, it would have made more sense and it would have been a better justification. (laughs) Like if you're going to rip it off, rip it off, man. Just go a full nine right. yards with it. it. Well, and they start out. This is okay. Part of part of my fucking confusion in this movie is they start out as a video game and imply that he's going to go into a video game world. So like, you already have that framework set up. Don't. Why don't you pay it off? Because they never really pay that off. And spell slots are a perfect video game fucking thing. Right. Pay it off. 
Although I do want to give them some credit on their video game slash ancient China world here. And um, this is just more of a note for Paul W.S. Anderson in Monster Hunter. Hey, you notice how they spoke uh, ancient Chinese and he didn't understand it. And then they just switched to English and they didn't waste my fucking time explaining how these people knew English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a movie. Right. It's a movie. And we're making it for Americans, so we should probably make it in fucking English. And it was fine. So I, I had one that wasn't really a theory. It's where I thought they were going with the plot. And then they didn't do that. Because at the end of the movie, like we mentioned, um, uh, Su Lin starts taking vacations to the future to meet up with Jack and have their implied romance. And that's weird, and I don't understand how that's going to work. But what I thought was going to happen was Jack was going to go back to the present and he was going to go apologize to his boss for breaking his ancient family vase. And the boss was going to, you know, tell him about how it's okay. And he saw him stand up to the bully and he's proud of him. And, oh, I want you to meet my niece who's transferring here to stay with us. And it's goddamn Sue Lin. Right, right. Yeah. I thought that's where we were going with it. And then I was kind of pleasantly surprised they didn't. I thought you're gonna be like, it's okay. Everything I sell is counterfeits, and I actually have to move <laughs> to the other side of the country now. And I do this like every four years. It's been good knowing you. That's actually not Roger's. Not my real name. Oh. Catch you later. You you broke it. Oh no, I'm. That was actually made out of highly compressed ketamine. Did you touch any of the broken edges <laughs> with your bare hands? Did you make you are hallucinating? Right. Ancient China for the past two days and fuck your whole house up. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, makes that checks out. Sense. Right. Where's right. the rest of the the boss? I would have loved that alternate read on it. <clears throat> I just want the version where he comes back and then has terrible PTSD and crippling uh, social <laughs> problems. I killed a man! Right! He just killed a bunch of people. He went back through time. Like, everything he knows is fucking wrong, and his life has been a lie and a right. nightmare. And, like, I just... He should have killed his that? bully at the end of the, the movie. Of, right. Now his signature <laughs> move is to bounce <laughs> off a tree and just, like, double stab you in the traps. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he starts carrying a knife on him at all times and just has wildly Ugh. unnecessary nice reactions to kid. any violence. Ugh. Can we have a conversation about the legalistic strategy of um, marry you, take your kingdom, technicality, by technicality, and then immediately kill you? Because once I'm technically I mean, that's emperor. How, like, most of Europe was made, wasn't it? It was more of like, in my understanding of like feudal times, is that it was more of a political arrangement as a marriage. So that it was two people kind of negotiating back and forth, and part of that that political agreement was the marriage. Yeah, but he's a barbarian. This is just like taking the legalistic consequences of that, and and yeah. and it's you know this is by Making far not the own. first movie. No, no, no. Right, making it the road, sure, and it's it's because it's not the first time that it's been done, right? We've seen this a billion times, and and they even lean into the whole like skipping through the wedding because everybody knows that it's a sham, as though it's gonna be fine. Like nobody's gonna question that. And once you take over, everybody's gonna be like, well, I guess by technicality, yesterday hey, he married the princess. The princess. Bride. Yeah, it's yeah. In, like every movie with a semi-fridged woman, a half-thawed right. woman. It's uh, it is a trope that I kind of love, but it is also just very, very silly to very like, silly. yeah, you can 
and, and this movie takes it to the goddamn nth degree in terms of like having a bride under obvious duress the man erected gallows 20 feet away from where they're getting married to hang her bodyguard and boyfriend from yeah and when she says i do you don't i just i just want to say case that um our wedding would have been a lot more metal if you would have had like my bodyguard and uh you know my girlfriend um or boyfriend sure whatever and gallows and then after we said i do you hung them that would have been metal as fuck. Well, we need like some crows too. <laughs> Is the marriage te- by technicality more ridiculous than the Looney Tunes escape via catapult? No, that was Man. absolutely more ridiculous. They're dead when they land. They went way too far. <laughs> you, I, it's also the shape of the ball you're throwing. You're human shaped. You're going to have a lot of like resistance. Like unless you were standing in, in a diving position, you're not going that far. I have so many scientists to prove that wrong. <laughs> yeah, the the marriage by technicality at least fit with the overall tone of the movie. But right. then the Looney Tunes catapult was some goddamn Bollywood shit. Like oh and they God. did not nothing else synced up with it in the rest of the movie. And they didn't even really explain how they didn't die. They just launched themselves out of a catapult and then they were in the next scene. But again, he wakes up unconscious on the forest floor. She wakes up completely tied up to a yeah. tree. Yeah. Were those just like handcuffs she flew into? Because he arrives first on scene, then Dave Batista, then Dave Batista's little helpers. Yeah. Well, I, so I, I say I, again, who did who tied her up? Obviously, the wizard. I have a theory, and I think you're the about wizard. right, Kate. So. It's important to note that when they get shot out of the catapult, Batista is right there trying to approach the catapult. They get shot, and then the next scene that we see is Jack waking up. And then he and finds shot, like, miles. Right, shot applied miles. He finds Sulin. She's already tied up, and then Batista arrives on the scene, right? But who tied her up? Well, if it was Batista, that means that he left past Jack, found her, had enough time, right, to cross all of that distance, find her, tie her up, disappear, and then for Jack to wake up and for him to return. Or, alternatively, why didn't the wizard just teleport them out of there in the first place? Right. Also, Jack's been unconscious for over 25 minutes. Uh Say they went two miles. Batista's run a 10 mile or a 10 minute mile in that much fucking armor with a right. big ass sword. He's got big muscles. I think not. Six, six. He's not running okay. that fast. Hang on, though. I think there is a, a critical flaw in both of yours reasoning here. And that is that both of you are assuming that we're Batista to see two people launch themselves out of a catapult into the middle distance that he would choose to go on foot after them rather than merely jump into the nearest catapult nearby, send himself Fuck. after them okay. and stick okay. the landing. Fair, fair. And I think all of that checks Wait. out. If that happened, then why didn't we see it? How awesome would it well, would have yeah, been to see? That is the crime of the movie. Why wouldn't we see it? Yeah, there you go, Dave. It's right. like killing Donnie Yen off screen, Blade <laughs> <Yeah. too. laughs> No, I haven't forgotten and I'm not over it. I'm not Thank over I'm it. I'm not either. I'm not either. I'm not forgetting the Alamo, and I'm not forgetting Donnie Yen. 
I'm I, I'm I'm equally upset that they did not show us Batista loading himself into a catapult and sending himself mm-hmm. after them. I'm also pissed off he didn't have a pet. He needed a unique pet. Oh my oh my god, fuck me up. Like, what are you thinking? I'm thinking saber tooth tiger. Oh no, I'm thinking like one of those little bearded dragons. Oh. Yeah, like something uh, something either really, really small that it's adorable that he has it, or something unreasonably cute that it's again like, oh. Oh, him- that would lean into the himbo thing. Right, go lean into the himbo. Like maybe a little Pomeranian. That'd be a good <laughs> one. Blade 2. Kind of going for the Triple H vibe. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Triple H and Blade 3. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's my hot take on this film. There is a scene that I kind of liked. I think they could have done better if they would have spent, like, just a tiny bit more money on it. Um, but I enjoyed the BMX chase scene. And it wasn't great, but it was solid. It could have been done much better if they would have just went out and, like, hired one of the guys that films fucking BMX shit and said, like, hey, help us set up these stunts and do this. And it would have looked better. Um, but overall, I enjoy the idea of Jack running from a bunch of bullies and doing stunts and, like, dropping things on their way and them riding over stuff. Just an excuse to have a, a BMX video in a movie. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in enough. I'm in for that. I, the, the BMX stuff was, was fun. I did giggle when his bullies were a bunch of like BMX kids that like, you can't ride at our park. Right. Man, because in my experience, those people are the biggest goddamn nerds in the fucking high school. And they're just Correct. amped that anybody else wants to participate. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm going to say rollerball did it better. Yeah, but hey, it is, it's is—it's a classic cool bully trope to have in there. Um, I really wish they had somehow brought his BMX into the Kung Fu world. Yeah, again, another thing that Didn't they give us. Didn't have bikes over there. Ooh, they just leave a rickshaw. Shit. Case, a rickshaw, yes. I know, all I do is make better movies. Oh I my know. God. Um, no, Jay, I gotta agree totally, though, that the BMX was pretty well done. And actually, I think that for what it is, the action on the whole is pretty solid. It's not Hard amazing. I yeah, I'm saying yeah. for being a kid, for being what is primarily a kids movie power fantasy, and comparing it against that, uh, compare this to the action in Dragon Ball, man. Like, is it a good comparison? No, but it looks a lot better here than it did there. Maybe. It, there's not really much of. I I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure because Dave, there's really not much action in this movie. No, there's not as much as I would like. Um, And for our main character, Jack, they rely very heavily on him jumping in the air and planting both feet in his opponent's chest. Yeah. That's kind of his go-to move. All right, we've been going on about Jack and his power fantasies for a while now, and we need to move on at some point. So, Jay, let's kick it off with you. First off, I want to know, what flavor ice cream are you getting? And second off, I want to know, the Warrior's Gate slash Enter the Warrior's Gate. Would you watch it again? I don't like ice cream. Um, I'm a monster. I monster. I think that the answer to this is, is probably pretty obvious because the only thing I, I really said positive about this was a bit about the BMX scene in the midst of criticizing it. And I've basically just said how I wish we would have – I wish I would have got more Batista. I wish that they would have focused on things better. I wish that they would aim children's movies better. I – I just fucking hate this movie, and I'm not going to watch it again, and I don't think that's a surprise at all. But, Casey, what about you? You sat through this with me. Enter the Warrior's Gate. Would you watch it again? I'm not going to say I had high hopes for this movie, 
But I had like a hope when we started it and I was like, okay, maybe it's not going to be bad. They, you know, they're trying to do some things. All right. A new hope. And then it just kept going and going and going in the wrong fucking direction. No, no, I would not watch this again. I fell asleep and had to watch the last 20 minutes like right before recording and had no recollection of what I watched less than 24 hours ago. It had this weird like purity culture undertone. It was so bizarre. I will say, let me say one nice thing. If I'm going to say no, I'm going to say one nice thing, realistic thing they did, even though it was to tie another knot, was when he kisses the princess her lip gloss is all over his face. And that's always my complaint in movies when people with lipstick on make out. Like, you should look like fucking Ronald, the, Ronald McDonald with a hangover by the time I'm done with your face if I'm wearing lipstick. So I'm glad they did that. But no, I wouldn't watch this again. I would, I'd rather go to the dentist. Dave, how about you? Oh, wow. wow. Enter the warrior's gate, which is obviously a euphemism for butt stuff. Would you watch Giggity. it again? I honestly kind of find this movie fascinating from uh, just a like comparison of filmmaking between movies when I was younger and movies that they're making now, because it is a movie that I've seen many, many times before. And from a filmmaking perspective, God, it is so much better than what they were making when I was watching this movie when I was a kid. But the addition of the B, C, D, E, and F plots at the beginning and end <laughs> of the movie that we just yeah. didn't have when they made this version when I was fucking 14 years old because they just said, hey, there's a magical portal to another world and a princess needs your help. And the kid ran through it. And that yeah, was it. Yeah, your parents are probably going to still get divorced, you know, by the time you come back. They're not saving the marriage, but here's a cool place you can hang out while they're right? arguing. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's almost kind of fascinating just to watch it, to compare it against those movies that I watched and loved when I was younger. But just as a film, yeah, yeah no, there isn't really anything here that I enjoyed that much. I'm disappointed oh! by Batista's showing. I'm not upset that I watched it, but I there's nothing here that I have any interest in revisiting again. So no, I'm not going to watch this again, and it is going to be abandoned to the cloud of random action scenes in my head that don't have a movie association anymore. It is free on Tubi, though, if you want to watch it. Yeah, you know, you just put up with a whole lot of commercials from Tide. Oh, my God. I wanted to do laundry instead of watch this movie. So that is it. Zero out of three of us would watch Enter the Warrior's Gate again. But, hey, check back next week to see where Casey got with that insulin joke. I'm sure she'll have something for you by that. <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill it on Instagram. So that is it for WrestleMania Month, Shitty Cinemites. I hope you have enjoyed some part of this, because God knows I haven't. Let's put this in the rear view. And Casey, what are we going to be doing next week? I'm going to put this whole town in my rear view. Oh, no. With 2002's Derailed. You know why? Because it's February, baby. February. We are watching only Van Dams all the fucking time. And we're starting with a Van Dam I haven't seen derailed i, Ooh, I haven't seen this it. either listen when i talk yeah i haven't seen it i it's 2002 van damme so like we'll see before this episode gets derailed check out the facebook at sh.tty cinema uh follow us on instagram at casey.cinema mm, i'm a robot 
maybe send us some cash on that asset. Patreon slash Shitty Cinema or PeepShittyCinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Get told we need to take insulin. And then make that notebook about the insulin joke. You're going to get there, baby. You're a strong woman. Hello, my Mason. Hello, my darling. Hello, my Patreon pal. You gave us kisses by wire. Now Dave pees and it's on fire. If you could send him some insulin and some penicillin too. We'll love you. Just kidding. You've done enough. God bless you.